Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. I actually I need to start with prayer. This is my thing with God. So I'll do a quick prayer, if that's okay. Um, Father, just thank you so much that you've given us this time to hear your word. And so let every word that comes from me be yours and touch someone's heart today and, and just open their, their minds. Uh, please let your spirit flow in here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, I'm a little nervous because this is my first time speaking outside my church. Um, so it is, it is. And at the same time, it's so exciting because um, I've gotten to know your pastor, John. Is that what you guys call him? Pastor John? The director, John. Johnny boy. And um, it's really cool, you know, like we see each other in class, but there's something different when you go to their church. And when John came to my church, you know, he got to see uh, Q in the church. So I'm seeing that he still says baller, uh, even at the church. (laughs) Not the only thing. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I also have never done youth, but um, John tells me that you guys are an intelligent group of people able to understand concepts. So uh, I'm trying to bring the concepts of Jesus into your life. And so hopefully... Um, God will really speak through me. Um, today we're at the second part of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. I'll say series because that's what our church does. And um, it's in Matthew 5. If you guys want to turn there. And it's going to be verses 13. We can, we can start at 13. Yeah, today we're talking about Salt. And light. Anybody know what salt is? Yeah, salt. Okay, good. (laughs) That's right, you drink it. (laughs) What is salt? Um, Today we're talking about you're the salt of the world. You're the light of the world, of the earth. And, you know, before we actually read the thing, this is something that I was really praying for you guys about. and, And I feel like God really wants me to say this, is that there's so much happening in the world right now. There's so much tragedy going on. But there's a difference between tragedy and evil. Tragedy is just something that naturally happens, like, like an earthquake. And that's unfortunate that it happened. People still may die. But there's also evil, right? There's, there's evil where a person commits to an action. It might be like Putin committing a, a war against Ukraine. It might be in your own life someone bullies you. It might be someone, uh, you're in an abusive relationship. Whatever the thing is, evil is always done by a person. I think Jesus today is really talking about, um, about change. He's talking about you being the change. And it's, it's a little bit different because all the time we want change to be happening somewhere. We want change to be done within our lives. But the change that God's speaking about is you. You are the change. You are the salt. You are the light. And so that's kind of what I want to tell you guys today. You are the people. You are God's people. Okay. So verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Okay, so, you know, salt is an interesting thing because the the description of salt is what? It's salt. It's salty, right? And when you use salt, you say, I'm salting something. Right, so so the, the noun and the, the description and the verb are all the same things. That's a unique word. 
Yeah, we don't say, you know, I, I iPhone and I iPhone and I iPhone this. You know, salt has a very uh, unique thing. Now, that means that if you take out the saltiness of salt, it is useless. That's Jesus' main point here. If you take out the core of it, it becomes nothing. Um, and Jesus is a little harsh here, right? It's trampled under people's feet. It's, it's garbage. It's basura, right? I don't know if you knew Spanish. <laughs> there are 14,000 reasons for you to use salt. And if I were to explain all of them, we would be here a long time, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. There are two. That's right. There are two that, that the biblical scholars mainly use. The first one is what? Oh, I was just saying, can you tell me two? I'll tell you two. That's right. The first main one... I would have been surprised if you got it. Yeah. <laughs> the first main one is, is to be used as a preservative. You know, before this magical era of refrigerators, you know, they had to preserve food. And, and le- instead of making it go corrupt, they would sprinkle salt on the meat, and it would last a little bit longer. Right? Today, I want to talk about the second use, because Jesus, I think, is talking about the taste of salt. The taste. And the second most commonly used function is, is to season, is to s- flavor it's to salt your food. Anybody here cook? Oh, so I would have got that right. Okay. Oh, you guys cook? Now, what is the main supplementary ingredients that you use when you cook? There are two. Uh, eggs. Well, that's the main ingredient. That's the s- supplementary. Salt. Salt, salt, salt and, pepper. and pepper. Thank you. You do cook. Pepper. Maybe. <laughs> salt and pepper. What about lime and lemon? That's maybe 15, but it's okay. <laughs> Salt and pepper. Now, here's the difference between pepper. I've been cooking for many years. Not well, but, but I've been cooking for many years. And here's the difference. Pepper adds spice. It changes the flavor of things. So when you add pepper, you say, oh, this tastes different than what it's usually supposed to be. But when you add the right amount of salt to chicken, when you cook it well and you eat the chicken, what do you say it tastes like? Mwah. Mwah. It tastes like chicken. It makes whatever you're cooking, it makes it taste better. It makes it taste right. It kind of brings out the goodness of whatever you're, you're cooking with. So salt, the way that it flavors something is it brings out the goodness of it that it's supposed to be. It makes the bland into flavorful. And I don't know if you guys have bad parents that cook. My dad is a bland person when he cooks. It's not good to eat. You don't want to eat broccoli that's bland. I can tell you right now. And so Jesus is saying, listen, you are the salt of not of chicken, but of the world. How do we do that? And that's always the question, right? How do we salt? How do we flavor? How do we bring out the goodness of people, of the world? Here's the difference, though, between the salt and the light, because there are two different sections. In the salt section, Jesus never says, go salt the earth. But in the light, you are the light, which we will get to, he says, let your light shine. So the second one, which we will get to, has an imperative. It's a command. It's instructing you to do something. But the salt, before we get into the light, it just tells you, you are the salt. And I think what Jesus is trying to do here, he's trying to affirm your identity. He's trying to tell you, you need to be something before you do something. And that's really important because a lot of times we want to do before we, we are but the Bible tells us that everything flows from your heart. Everything that you do is, is who you are. So I don't know if you guys watch uh, funny videos. I watch a lot of YouTube shorts and they're so funny. 
And, and, and when you look at it, you know, you, we always think that they're sitting down trying to create funny videos. That's not what happens. They're just funny people. Funny people make funny videos. Wise people say wise things. So uh, Jesus is saying, you got to be before you can do anything. You are the salt. And just by being the salt, by being the salt, you will flavor the world. Um, and so I, I, I thought about that for a while because that's different, right? We want to know just how to do it. But it's saying that you got to be someone. And I'm not going to go too deep in this because you guys went over it last week. But the Beatitudes that, that director Johnny Boy uh, went over last week, you know, they're, they're a, a list, just pour in spirit and everything trickles in. But the Beatitudes is, is a characteristic uh, value system of someone in the kingdom of heaven. It's, it's the description of who you are. It's not saying, go be poor in spirit. No, what does it say? Blessed, thank you, John. Blessed are the poor in spirit. <laughs> Jesus never says, go, go be a peacemaker. He says, blessed are the peacemakers. It's about being that person. And so maybe you need to look at the Beatitudes and, and see, do I want to be a peacemaker or am I just someone that, that fights for peace? Because if, if you are not a peacemaker, but you're fighting for peace, you might have wrong intentions. Mm. Like taking over the world, so then it would be on exactly. man to make peace versus just not fighting anyone and making other people make peace. Oh, yes, good. Um, you can chime in on the next one. We're, we're going to now go into the, the section of, of you are the light of the world. Who, who also says, I am the light of the world? Any guesses? There's one guess. There's, there's a com- <laughs> we knew you were smart. <laughs> so that's the salt. And now, now let's move on to, to you are the light because that's kind of the main, I think it's the main focus of Jesus' is, um, sermon today. Remember, this is Jesus' sermon. I'm just plagiarizing here. I'm just totally copying here because Jesus is the original author. That's right. Verse 14. Yes? You can't get, sorry, you can't really get God's permission for this. Mm. To, to what, plagiarize? Yes. Actually, technically, it's been more than 100 years. So you <laughs> is that true? <laughs> It's been 2,000 years, so I think I'm good, right? <laughs> so now we're going to get into the, to, the, to the second part. You are the light of the world. I'll read it. Verse 14 and 15. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. You are the light. So remember, light is the same as salt, right? And this is where Jesus kind of builds off from the last one. Remember, salt is salty and it salts something. Light is lit and it lights. Okay, It's the same concept of the, the, the thing of light is what it does. And so if you were to cover a, a candle in your room when you have the lights out and you cover it, it can't function. So if, if you take out its function, it's useless. No one does that. I don't know if you guys do that. <laughs> that's just waste of energy. It's waste of energy. Yeah, and we like to be, that's right. Um, light is also unique though and, and, and this one's a, l- a little bit harder to grasp maybe um, light is something you need to know the opposite of to fully grasp it's kind of like you don't never know what hot was unless you knew what cold was and you will never know what light was unless you knew what dark was 
Okay. And light functions, it, it shows itself, it shines its light the best and only when it's dark outside. So whenever you're walking your dog, anybody have dogs? Yes. Yes, I have a big black German shepherd. And when I walk him in the morning, I can never tell when the houses are lit up. I can never tell through the windows. But when I'm walking him at nighttime, I can see every house that's lit up. Right? So the light, it's evident in the dark. It's supposed it to shines. be in the dark. It shines. So I think this makes more sense for me. Um, I used to go camping a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys go camping now. Um, and I love camping. You know, you go, there's, there's nothing. It's all nature. There's no electricity. And so at nighttime, what do you have to do if there's no electricity? Make a fire. You got to make a campfire. That's right. And, and that's my favorite thing about, about camping is a campfire because you can cook meat on there. You can do s'mores. But the most important part about a campfire is after you had a whole day of drinking Capri Sun, you got to use the restroom. <laughs> okay. And, and, and I remember when my, my family was new to camping and we didn't bring flashlights. And, and the only way for you to go to the restroom and come back, when you come back, the only way you can get back to your campsite is by recognizing your fire. It's the direction that you're going to. It's the destination. And if your campfire is not on, you will never find your campsite. And there's been multiple times I walked into a campfire and realized it's not my camp. And I'll go somewhere else. But the function of the campfire at night is to give you vision. It helps you see. It brings you to the, to the light itself. Um, so, Jesus is saying you are the light you are that light that is trying to help you see something help you bring you somewhere maybe it's not something though maybe jesus in his entire ministry wasn't talking about a thing but he's talking about a person because jesus always and his and his entire ministry was based on repenting so that you can be reconciled like the man of sorrow song so that you can be reconciled to the father and so what jesus is trying to do is trying to bring you back to the father He's trying to make you back to the Father. And so he's trying to help you see the Father, see God. Um, And so here's the imperative, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This whole thing is about the Father. Because Jesus loves the Father. The Son loves the Father more than he loves anything else. And the Father loves the Son. And the Bible that we're talking about is a love story of, of God and His children, but it began first in the, in the Trinity. It began in the love of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So uh, we, we are loved, but they love each other way more. I can, I can promise you that. Um, so Jesus' main goal was to let His light shine so that you might see the Father for His goodness. Um, And he says, and this is where it gets easier, right? Because now he does say, you know what? Let your light shine. Do something. And this is where I think it's easy. I'm going to just say it again. Let your light shine so that they may see your good work. They may see your good work. Am I doing good on time? Yes. Um, And that one is kind of difficult for me. It's it's, it's a little vague, good works. Um, I'm not quite sure what that means i'm not sure what that looks like and i wrestled with that for a while because there's so many good things that i can do but not all of them are going to give glory to the father not all of them are going to are going to direct people back to god himself 
And so I was thinking about the person that said this, to do good works. I've been thinking about what he was trying to show us. So I looked into the life of Jesus, the, the overall person of Jesus. I saw the work that he did. I was watching The Chosen. You guys been watching The Chosen? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> two seasons, I binged the whole thing. It's not healthy. Um, <laughs> But I think they did a really good job of portraying Jesus as a man, as, as a person, just like you and me, who was able to do good works. To, there's, there's a specific thing where he leaves wood behind for other people. You guys ever see that? He leaves uh, like a campfire ready for the next person to come. And that is so, that is so inspiring, isn't it? Like he's, let, he's doing more work so that someone after him can come and have a, have a good fire. And I love campfires. <laughs> So, so Jesus demonstrates this, this ethical trait. He has this um, mindset and this characteristic of, of helping others. And so when you read the New Testament, when you read the Gospels, you'll see that Jesus, even though he's so busy, will always let someone talk to him. He'll always get on his knees. He's compassionate. So... This is a theological thing, but you, you guys will have to ho- hold with me here. The core of God, the core of what He does is based upon who He is. And God, in, in all of His traits, He's wrathful, He's angry, He's judging, He's, he's kind, He's sweet, He's loving, He's judgeful. All those things that could be categorized into one word. What is that word? Holy? Close. Love. That's right. He is a seminary student. <laughs> it's love love out of love everything flows out out of love he is angry out of love he is righteous out of love he is holy out of love Jesus stops his entire crowd and feeds the 10,000 or 20,000 Jesus, Jesus talks to the Canaanite woman Jesus leaves the fire for someone so the good works that we're talking about is this kind of love that's sacrificial it's love where it takes a little bit out of you, where you have to take an extra step. And I'm not going to give you a little, I will give you a little teaser. Later on, Jesus says, you know, turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile, walk the second mile. It seems like Jesus is saying that the good works is not just uh, whatever you're thinking of. It's a little bit more than that. It requires sacrifice. So, Jesus has given you this command and, and, and let me try to bring it back into our own lives. See, that the change that we're looking for is maybe in your household. Maybe it's your parents. And I remember when I was young, my, my, dad, was, my dad was an angry man, angry Korean man. Korean immigrant man, that's better. Um, he was very angry with me. He was, he was a harsh discipliner. And maybe the change that I'm looking for isn't to be resentful, but it's for me to be a loving person. It's to, it's to forgive him. And maybe it's in, your, it's in your team, it's in your basketball team or your sports team. There's someone that's not being nice to you, someone that doesn't belong. And, and the way that you can show your good works is to, to give yourself more to them, to bring them that Gatorade, even when they don't deserve it. Because that's your Gatorade that you don't want, that you don't want to give up. Maybe it's someone in this church. You know, the church is not perfect, but there's... <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> It's a joke, it's a joke. Um, 
Maybe it's someone in your church. Uh, my church too, there's couples, there's, there's people that don't get along. And the way that you can show your good works is to serve them, is to, to come early for them. And you have leaders here who are coming from 45 minutes away after a wisdom teeth. They're coming and they're sacrificing their, their lives for you. You know that. They're sacrificing their lives for you. They're sacrificing their youth and their time. And maybe it's time for you to do that too. And because what happens when you do that? What happens when your leaders show up all the time? You will see the Father. And, and their sacrifice, your sacrifice here, your sacrificing love is going to shape these children years down the road. And so I'll end with this. There are so many things in your life that you can, you can figure out. I can be loving in this situation. And I don't know you guys well enough to say, you got to do this, you got to do that. But the people here do. Everyone here knows you. You know them, maybe. You're new. <laughs> but that's the conversation. That's the discussion. How can we let our light shine? How can we be loving? How can we be sacrificing? How can we bring out the goodness of someone? And I hope that, I hope that you recognize that God has called you because you are because you are the salt and you are the light of the earth. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much that you've just baton past us the responsibility, but also the power to make a change in everywhere we go by being the salt and light of the earth. You have, you have helped us to understand that it's, it's, it's us that makes the change that we have the power to, to make a difference. And maybe that difference requires a sacrifice. It requires love outside of what we want to do. God, I don't know these people, but I know them now. And I pray that you will just touch their hearts and reveal to them how they can be loving, how they can make a sacrifice, how they can help people bring out the goodness in them throughout their daily lives. Thank you in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Woo! Oh my goodness, the lesson that ended on time. Wow. <laughs>